Hey guys, Tyler here. So, kind of a weird thing we're doing here. So, we recorded a episode Sunday night, and we ended up breaking up two parts, but the first part being released is actually the second half of the show. First half of the show covers us talking about Mario All-Stars 3D Collection, uh, the Nintendo Direct, and also NPDs and a few other things as well. So, and also if you want to hear about Gable's thumb injury he has, that's also kind of a little fun story. So that will be out uh, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning. So check it out then. But until now, enjoy our talk about the PS5 uh, event that we had. Thanks. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, a weird thing we're doing here. So um, we recorded essentially the, the the first half of this podcast will be coming up second for the, uh, for the, this week. Uh, so the first one we did uh, already, we've already recorded over an hour, like an hour and 20 minutes of. Uh, that is coming out. In a few days, It'll probably come out Wednesday. I'm thinking uh, and that one's going to be everything we talk. Well, that's going to be about. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. We talk about the NPDs for uh, August. We talk about Mario Collection and Hades, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Fall Guys. A lot of cool shit in there. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, this one, this week, right here, this this episode uh, here that's coming out for you guys. This one is all about the PS5 showcase that we had on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm your host currently right now. I'm Tyler, and joining me we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. Yo, everyone, this is Colonel Gables, just here, chilling, thinking yeah. about the future of gaming. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So um, they, I think they announced it. We talked about last week. They announced it on Saturday that we're gonna have the event. Um, and it was, it was just like I couldn't wait, Gables. It was just like it's it's like the week. It was like the week of Christmas as a kid. It's like oh. And we've been waiting literally for over a year. Like we, we 2020 has been talked about for a couple of years now about that's the year the new consoles come out. And we're like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, and then, you know, we, we towards about E3 last year, like Xbox announced new console next holiday season. PlayStation announced a little bit later, new console holiday season, 2020. So, okay. Then obviously pandemic thrown off this entire fucking year. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. E3 is what we're all looking at. June's going to be, we're going to fucking know everything. Like we always do. It's always, we know everything. Um, except for Nintendo. They're, they're weird. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like they'll, they'll announce the Wii at Tokyo Game Show or they'll, they'll announce a Switch in mid-January, kind of shit like that. But, um, you know, they, they've been this weird thing. We've been so frustrated. It's been one of the stories of the year for gaming about is this this game of chicken that Xbox and PlayStation have been talking about uh, about this you know the, but who's going to reveal shit finally and uh, originally I guess Xbox was going to announce their console their uh, release everything no idea if they're going to do like an actual presentation there's been some like go there's been some rumors and shit like that but no one's really confirmed like what was the plan for the announcement stuff before um, for these for these con- for the Xbox stuff like what the leaks obviously came out and they just announced everything last week they originally were supposed to do an event on they announced everything on Wednesday or Thursday. And then the pre-orders are going up on Tuesday um, for them on September 22nd. Um, but PlayStation went ahead. So I think I think everything just happened a week earlier than it was supposed to. I think we're probably going to have a PlayStation event next week. Uh, but because of Xbox is obviously their, their stuff, we talk, which we talked about last week. Um, PlayStation went ahead and announced they're going to have their, their show on Wednesday, which they had. And we're here to talk about it. We're going to break this shit down one by one, Gables. Uh, so I just want to talk about, like, we, there's, like, different segments of how I want to talk about this this uh, this event and everything going on PlayStation. So I want to, first off, I want to talk about just in a vacuum, not even talking about the shit that happened after the event, but just looking at the event itself. I want I want to break that down before we get into everything else. So uh, first off, it started off with we had the final Final Fantasy 16 was revealed. Um, cinematic trailer. There's a lot of there's some gameplay action there too. Um, I think the, the it's supposed to be a PlayStation console exclusive, but there's been some weird. Um, going on with that where it's like the rumor is now it's supposed to be six months exclusive to the PlayStation for six months. And then it's allowed to come to PC and then it's, but it's a PlayStation exclusive to consoles for 12 months. So for, it has to wait six months to come to PC, but it has to wait 12 months to come to Xbox if it chooses to come to Xbox. Um, so we had a good three minute show trailer Gables. what did you think about the uh, final fantasy 16 reveal? This was a good reveal. Honestly, this was, it's headed by the main guy that's behind Final Fantasy fourteen, mm. that online game that's been doing fantastic. Well, the guy that saved Final Fantasy fourteen, actually, rather. Well, yes, yes, yes. My mistake, right there. The guy who saved Final Fantasy fourteen and actually helped evolve it into being the great game that it is now. 
you could see it in terms of like the visual effects, in terms of the gameplay in of itself. Honestly, when I first saw this trailer, there were a couple things that really stuck with mine. One, it reminded me of classic Final Fantasy games from back in the day because the dark tone, the setting of you know, the setting of the game in general in terms of like medieval sort of attire in that regards. You had all sorts of various action in terms of the gameplay, which looks more of like an action RPG-like game as opposed to a traditional sense. Even with games like Final Fantasy XV, you know, I mean, there was definitely some weirdness in terms of its battle mechanics. Nothing wrong, in my personal opinion, with it, but it's like, this battle system looks like it's going to be a little bit more simplified in that regards. Of course, I can't really judge that, considering we only saw little bits and tidbits of the gameplay itself. The set of the story seems interesting, where you have these two different, like, uh, it looks like these two different types of, uh, like, magical beings and stuff are, like, fighting one another. Like, one looks like, kind of looks like Ifrit to me, that big old, like, uh, fire demon and stuff. The other one's sort of like a phoenix or something Mm. like that. But it looks like you're going to be fighting this enemy or something like that across multiple years, it looks like, from its setting. Because you see the main protagonist towards the end of the trailer where it's like, it's him as like a young man and all of a sudden he's more like a grizzled like veteran or something like that at the end of it. So it's like, there are different types, there are just different types of like uh, directions they could go potentially with the plot. But initially from what I've seen, it looks like it's more of a darker, like a grittier, like Final Fantasy. And the story in of itself, I feel, is definitely reminds me of that of uh, certain plot points in older Final Fantasy games like say Final Fantasy 4 maybe Final Fantasy 6 I'm just saying that the game looks more or less on point and more reminiscent to the Final Fantasy games I'm used to playing in that regard so I'm definitely interested in seeing what else is going to come from that game down the month down the line because I feel like this game is probably going to be coming out maybe the next couple of years yeah, I'm still thinking it's going to be like at least two years before we see anything in remotely in terms of a release date. Yeah, which two years for Square Enix is like, well, like Nintendo is like two months, two weeks for them. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Very true. I think Final Fantasy 15 was like ten years before it came out. Um, I don't. I thought it looked kind of cool, interesting. I think I'm more interested now because I like Final Fantasy VII remake more than anything. Uh, yeah, but it's definitely not like I'm not big fan on the big fan of the fantasy where I know like. This group of developers is a big fan, more of a fan of like the old school style of JRPG, where it's more fantasy based. It's definitely a little more interesting, like to look at because it's like you only see one person fighting; you don't see multiple. Uh, I think the, the gameplay looks more intriguing, and I, I agree with you. Where I, I'm more on board with this being a two, three year down the line game instead of five or so years away, where like you look oh, at God. the way that. That Project Athea game a while ago, which everybody thought was Final Fantasy 16, which who knows it, but still might have been. Um, I know, right? But uh, you know, I was like, you look at that, I'm like, okay, that game is that game is probably end of generation. We think of like Final Fantasy VII remake was announced at the beginning of this generation, was it when it didn't come out? Yeah, it was. The end of generation. So like, I can look, I look at Project Athea as being that game for this coming generation. Um, but yeah, like this one actually had gameplay, had an inter- had some combination of uh, of you know some story content. And also gameplay, so that, that gives me the belief that this one's a little further along than we uh, think, um, or what we're used to from a Square Enix game, especially Final Fantasy game. But uh, yeah, it looked more intriguing. I don't like I said this. Like I'm not a big fan of the JRPGs anymore. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII is is kind of like the exception, not the rule for me. But uh, yeah, it looked look interesting. Moving on, we had a finally we had gameplay of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, about about seven minutes of gameplay, uh, him walk through the the puddles look really nice. Gables, uh, with the, <laughs> that game is coming holiday twenty twenty. Uh, was later revealed as a, a release date title, but um, we got a good amount of gameplay that's coming PS four and PS five. Gables, what do you think about this game? This game looks good, Tyler. It looks mm-hmm. absolutely good. The mm-hmm. gameplay looks solid. It's on point. It looks more. It looks more of the same in terms of how Spider-Man's gameplay was, but it looks like it has more flair, has more pop to it. So it's like, it looks like it's going to be silky smooth in terms of transitions from combat chain to combat chain. And it's like, even during the quick time events and stuff, it feels like it's more organic in terms of feel. So this definitely feels like a natural evolution of uh, the original game's combat mixed in with Miles Morales', Miles Morales his own flair with spider-man yes. so i'm excited to play this one yeah his new powers in this game look awesome 
Um, you know, it's it's much like a it's, you know, like everybody said, it's a Lost Legacy game, essentially, or Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is a shorter game, um, but looks beautiful, looks great. The music it looks more in this than game, that, personally. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the, the yeah, well, I, I think because it's more op- this game will be more open than what Lost Legacy was. You know, how an open section. It's, I think this will be more. Yeah, yeah. But like the, the music when it kicks in when you get to the fight with um with all the bad guys, that was fucking awesome. I I yes. The cutscene like we we see in every goddamn Spider Man movie and game where it's like he has to hold things together. Um, but that still look badass. Like the Tinker is the main bad guy in this game. Um. Like it's a game like you don't have to say much for this. It's one of those things where like you don't have to tell me much. Like okay, I, I already know I want more Spider Man. Like just you know same world, same you know this one's gonna be uh, in uh, Buck or in is it Brook not Brooklyn? Uh, I can't remember what this is gonna take place in. It's one of the boroughs of New York though. But uh, the Bronx, the Bronx, I, maybe the Bronx. I don't remember. But um, I think I want to say you're right. But uh, yeah, it looks oh my god, it looks so goddamn good. This is. Um, better than I thought. I mean, like I already knew I wanted it when they revealed it back in June, but after seeing that gameplay, it's just like my <laughs> anticipation boner has risen quite a bit, Gables. Um, but moving on to the next announcement that was shown off, we had Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter H- Hogwarts Legacy. This is a game that was actually leaked like two years ago. Um, yeah. and it's just been a matter of time when it's, when it's going to come out. This one is a uh, late 1800s, um, of of the Hogwarts. Uh, it doesn't. So it's about a, it's about a hundred or over a little over a hundred years before uh, Harry Potter gets there, um, but uh, this is coming out uh, twenty twenty one. I believe it's coming to everything, uh, but I gotta say this this one kind of blew me away. Where like I I like I wanted to see what this game looks like for a long time, but I wasn't really in, like anticipating this one for me like looking like being any good or not. But I don't know, Gables. What did you think when you when you saw the the, the trailer I'm- for this? I thought it looked impressive, but at the same time, it's like I need to see more stuff from it because I wasn't really too into it. I know I have been into some bits of the Harry Potter stuff. I mean, hell, bringing a couple books and this and that. But at the same point, you know, it's like it didn't really impress me too much. I mean, some of the stuff, the visual stuff that was seen looked looked impressive, I admit. But uh, I have to see more. Yeah, um... It does. I mean, visually, it looks very impressive, and I think the, the gameplay that was little, the little bit that was shown, it definitely like, okay, maybe this could be a little more fun than I thought. Because you just think about Harry, Harry Potter game, it's like well, how they make, how are they going to make this game like interesting and fun? That's like a full fledged title, um, and I I, I think they they're on the well on the path of making it look good. It's definitely kind of rough though when you think about like everything that's going on with, uh, um, uh, Jared. To- uh, Jared Tolkien? No, not Jared. Fucking one guy. Uh, God, I just totally spaced your name. The Harry Potter author. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. I always, I always get the J.R. and J.K. Rowling. But like everything going on with her right now, it's just like it makes it a little more like like okay. Like I think it'd be a lot more excitement around this game. And like I even hear people like hardcore Harry Potter fans are just like, I don't know how to feel about this game. Like yeah, I want it really bad, but it's like I don't want like support Harry Potter anymore. And it's kind of a sad thing where it's like, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, really. Like, I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed, the like, the first, like, four or five a lot. And then the last few were okay. But I, I did enjoy those movies. But it's like, this is a game that I would buy for sure anyways. Probably not. But, like, I like like Gables, though. Like, it came out and it showed really well. Like, this could be a game that, like, I come away and, like, oh, I want to play that for sure. But, uh, right. I don't know. It, it's It's, like, a tough, like... You're in that tough moral standpoint, but just from a just looking from a gameplay part, where it's like I was, I came away from this a lot more interested than I thought I would be for sure. Like this, like when you when you hear about like you know, especially that you look at the Harry Potter games before this were like just cash in movie time bullshit, and this one's like, oh, this could be actually pretty good. There could be they have something going here. Uh, just want to see more from it. Uh, moving on, we had the block. Uh, we had a Black Ops Cold War uh, campaign that uh, we had some reveal from that one. And basically, it was just a giant Fast and Furious Six uh, love note. Looked like to me, um, but um, <laughs> that, that's not an insult game, but that's a compliment. 
Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that it was an insult. No, I'm <laughs> excited because the combat sequence of that game looked pretty damn good. Yeah, it did. Like, I, I, I can't wait. I thought you were, like, insulting Fast and Furious, which that would be fun. Oh, hell right there. no, dude. I'm not going to okay. insult the Fast and the Furious. I mean, hell, I haven't even seen most of the movies, so I'll <gasps> insult some with <laughs> You just insulted me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, boy. I just woke up all three dogs when I, did it, when I made that sound effect, which I don't know what it was. All three dogs are like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did, yeah. Like, did you, is that a mating call? What is that? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, they're really good at showing off, like, making their games look a lot cooler than they usually actually are. Like, they're not saying they're bad, but they're never as cool as they show them off to be. But this one looked really goddamn cool, Gables. What about you? I thought it did, too, because that whole sequence, that whole sniper elite sort of slow-mo thing with the fucking sniper rifle and stuff, they got the guy right there in the... Other dudes just freaking out and stuff. That initial chase that you have with the freaking, like, uh, inside your Jeep and stuff, chasing after the plane and all that other stuff. It just looked like a whole bunch of good action sequences, just really done well. The whole thing with the RC car and stuff, and you're going through, and you finally get to that plane, you detonate the damn thing. Honestly, it had a great first impression of the campaign, in my honest opinion. And if there are more sequences like that, not exactly frame for frame, but I'm saying if there's more excitement like that in terms of this game's gameplay, I potentially could see myself investing inside this game. And that's something I don't say lightly because I don't play too many Call of Duty games. But at the same point, you got me hooked. I want to see more. Yeah. yeah I've got, I'm sitting on a bunch of uh, GameStop books right now. Uh, and I, I'm, this is definitely the one, like, I'm looking at that game, I was like, alright, like, I'm gonna, like, pick that game up for sure. Like, that game, <laughs> like, the campaign looks so good. Um, you know, obviously Black Ops, we are both fans of the original one. Yes. Uh, you know, definitely, like, 2 and 3 have kind of left us in a weird spot with Black Ops, but, um, that camp, oh man, I wish I could just buy that goddamn campaign for, like, 30, 40 bucks, and I totally would, like, that'd be, like, I for sure buy. It. I just don't want to pay seventy bucks for this goddamn game. Um, yeah, but yeah, it oh man it looked great. It looks fucking phenomenal. Especially the part where like he like he used the guy as a fucking human shield. It's like, <laughs> all right, that's pretty cool. Um, oh man, it's just they 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 got me gables. They hooked me with the Fast Furious montage, and then you know it's Black Ops. They're just they're the, game so good. Fast and sh- the game that the Fast and the Furious should have been. <laughs> yeah, Fast Furious Crossroads should have just been this goddamn game. Um, but uh, moving on to another game here, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil Eight. Um, we got a trailer of this one. This one more focused on, I think it's more of kind of like a, a story of like the the bag of like the witch in this game. That's supposed to be like one of the main, but the main thing that's following you around in this game. Uh, about two and a half minutes long. We had a little more gameplay, but mostly, like I said, this one focused on the um, the witch and kind of the backstory and the story of her. And then also we had a, a, a reveal of the return of. The Merchant Gables. Oh, so tell, yeah. So tell me, Gables, are you buying this game at a high price? Because <laughs> that's what we'll be oh doing this generation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd be buying, but I know I'd be selling. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> what are you selling? Oh, my God. I still, to this day, cannot get that Merchant's words out of my fucking head. First time yeah. I ever played Resident Evil 4, I was like, what are you buying? What are you selling? What are you selling? That Justin and I, 16 years later, still laugh at that. Fucking, we, we made the same joke to each other. Not even a joke. We just quote that goddamn game. And Dude. we still laugh at it like goddamn children. Oh, my God. I, I do the same thing. I kid you not. I do the same thing. That's what Resident Evil has had an influence on me. Not more or less the games, but more or less the fucking merchant. But... Uh, Resident Evil 8, that trailer, that trailer did a fine job in terms of explaining some backstory from what its story is. We did see a little bit of tidbits of gameplay, but at the same time, I'm interested in in actually knowing more in regards to this game. It's definitely, it's definitely opening itself up to be an interesting concept, but are they going to capitalize in terms of the experience and in terms of the gameplay that uh, 7 sort of built upon here? Because Resident Evil 7, I didn't get a chance to play that game, but at the same time, I've heard great things in regards to how it built its story and also its gameplay. 
you definitely had that survival horror aspect. But honestly, after what Capcom has done in terms of remastering Resident Evil 2 and 3 and done a good job with both of them, in my honest opinion, I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I... I'm looking forward to this one because I, I, I mentioned earlier in the year I, I finally went back and re- replayed and beat Resident Evil 7. I enjoyed it quite, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I was like, definitely felt like they really, they created a really cool like story and characters environment, but they didn't really like build on it past that first like couple of hours of those characters. Um, but I did, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the concept of what they did with them. Um, curious what they're going to do. They're continuing on the story of seven. Um, what's going on with Chris was, what's that whole story going on about here? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like the, the anxiety level of a witch following you the entire time sounds crazy. But um, <laughs> I, you're, you're gonna have nightmares of a fucking witch lady or something like that following you around your sleep. Yeah, but I mean, like the the when the merchant came when was revealed at the end, I'm like that was like an audible pop for me. Where I'm just like, yes, like I was like <laughs> so pumped for this one. Just me making a lot of weird noises. Um, I wonder if he's gonna be as memorable. Oh God, I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know if it's possible. If they get the original voice actor, oh which I, I don't know if it's possible, but if they get him back. Like that that's got to be a some must. sort of reincarnated thing of the fucking merchant from Resident Evil 4. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. I mean the story doesn't make any sense, so it's like you can do whatever you want with it with him, but like just bring him back to Just whatever type of campy horror theme stuff, you know. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, don't make him too serious. Just leave him as is. Don't touch him. He's perfect. He is possibly the most perfect gaming character I've ever invented. <laughs> Maybe character in general per, per, ever made. Um he's he's up there. Um but moving on to we had some actual we had some more Deathloop uh, trail uh, gameplay trailer for that one. This game this game was originally supposed to be a launch game. It's supposed to be it's a it's actually a PS5 exclusive. Uh, it's now it was got delayed about a, about a month ago to the uh, Q2 of 2021. It's like a spring style game. So after between April and probably like April and June kind of game, um, which this is a Bethesda game. They love releasing games in like May, so I can see that happening. But um, yeah, so it's like a it's like a seventies style game. It's kind of, it's definitely got the feel of like uh fuck, what's the last two games I just made? Um Um, let me guess, Dishonored Two Yeah, Dishonored One and Two. Thank you. Yes, I couldn't I totally spaced the names. But yeah, those the, the people that made those games. Definitely looks like it's a build on of those games. It's like a kind of like a roguelike kind of thing where it's like you got eight people you gotta kill in one night. But it's like it was kind of a cool like concept where it's like, all right, well it's like you gotta kill these people in a certain amount of time. So it's like I figured out a way where like I could put two of these hit people these hits in the same place at the same time by doing this this event in this time and then that brings them together. But then like also you got the the other assassin trying to kill you as well. Um so we got we got some more gameplay of that. I this game looks great, but it's just like <clears throat> I don't know if this will be a game I like. Much like the the Hades thing where normally that's not like I would have zero interest in that game, but because of past history uh, of the that developer, like I'm interested. Uh, and I love Dishonored One. Never played Dishonored Two, actually, but um, the 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 style and the vibe of this game looks really cool. Uh, but I, this is gonna be a game I'm gonna probably wait till um, it comes out. People are saying about it before, and like what the things that are people saying about and things, if, see if it's what I want it to be or what like what it what I think it actually is, kind of thing. But what do you think, Gables? Honestly, the more I saw, the more I'm actually starting to grow a little bit sour on Deathloop. And that's be- not because of like the whole, not because of the whole gameplay stuff in general. It's after them delaying it, and also a lot of the stuff that I did initially see inside that trailer. You know, the whole aspect of hey, you could be killed by, an- you could be killed by like another, you know, that lady assassin or whatsoever mm-hmm. and stuff, and then do that over and over again. It's like that kind of idea kind of turns me off a little bit. But uh, to be perfectly honest. I've seen plenty of death loop at this point in time. I just, it's just that feeling where I kind of want to see less of it now from now all the way up until it's released, because I feel this is the type of game where a lot of the stuff that we see that we've seen already. I feel like that's a lot of what that game is going to be, which I don't like the idea of like any type of trailer revealing the whole entirety of what something is going to be before you actually had a chance to, experience it or to like watch it or to play it so that's why i'm kind of growing a little bit sour on it but it may turn 
in the opposite direction come launch day. You know, yeah. maybe it'll get nines and tens. Who knows? I mean, it has that possibility, but at the same time, I can see me having a terrible time starting out. Yeah, no, that's that's where I'm at with it as well. It's like if like uh, right now, it's like I'm. It looks great, but it's not my kind of game. It's just, like I just want like you're saying, like reviews could totally change my mind in that game. Next up, uh, Devil May Cry Five. Devil May Cry Five Special Edition was announced. Um, this is going to be a digital launch only for PS Five. Um, it's got a it's forty dollars. Can be a new edition. It comes. With, it's just a DMC five PS five. It's got a faster paced turbo mode with more. It's like more enemies on the screen. You get to play as a character named Virgil and a new difficulty mode called Legendary Knight. This does nothing for me. What about you, Gables? To be perfectly honest with you, I'm kind of uh, pissed at the fact that this game released like about a year and a half ago, and here they are, right at launch, releasing Devil May Cry the special edition that has a character. That right at this moment in time is only going to be available on the PS5 version, but they have been in talks of uh, potentially having this character released in the PS4 version at a later date, so I'm not really too confident right now what Capcom's going to be doing with that. But uh, to give a little background on who Virgil is, in regards to Devil May Cry 3, Dante and Virgil, Dante and Virgil are brothers. Both of them are brothers, and both of them are the sons of Sparta. So, going through the events of Devil May Cry 3, honestly, you know, Dante wins over Virgil. Virgil becomes, like, like some sort of, like, a crazy being or something like that in the first Devil May Cry, called, like, Nilo Angelo or something like that. But, uh, story stuff aside, Devil May Cry 5, that game in of itself is a great action game. I mean, Capcom went all out with that damn game. I still listen to the music hmm. of the fight song from Devil May Cry 5. I it's I don't know what it is. It's like ever since that game was unveiled and ever since that music was performed on stage, I loved hearing that track over and over again. And it pains me to admit I have not delved deep into Devil May Cry 5 yet. But at the same time, I love the music. I love the fluidity of the combat from what I've seen. I feel it's a shame that we're now getting to the point where a game could release a year or something or a year and a half. And all of a sudden, like, we have a version on the next-gen consoles and stuff with, like, hardly anything else minimally done besides one addition, like a DLC to it. <laughs> But then again, there's some other games in the past that have done something similar. But, uh, yeah, that kind of made me sort of angry with the announcement of that special version of Devil May Cry 5. I'm not going to lie, because I would have loved to play as Virgil inside of DMC5. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. I Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's one of those things where, like, we're in this weird place where it's like, some people are giving it, like, upgrades away for, like, for free at this point. It's like... Uh, yeah, and then you $40. have then you have like uh, companies like Capcom and stuff charging forty dollars for Devil May Cry Five Special Edition and like was it five or five games I think mm-hmm. it is with a control. Yep. With that version, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. If you don't play ball in that regards, you know, it's like I understand you're a company, you have to make monies, but fuck that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird thing. I think we'll get into more of that here in a little bit, but um, moving on here. To the uh, next thing here, Odd Odd Worlds, Odds World, uh, Soul Storm. Uh, we had some more gameplay from that game. Uh, no, I don't think we have a release window at all for that yet. But I don't. I continue to be intrigued by that game. Where like I talked before, like last time they revealed it, when they originally revealed it. It's like, I've never played Odd World game, never been my thing. But like this one, for some reason caught my caught my eye a little bit more than than the, ever before. But um, uh, it's still interesting want, uh, puzzle platform series. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what about you, Gables? From what it looks like, it looks fine. I mean, it looks exciting. It looks like it's more akin to the the originals on the PS1. I mean, Munch's Odyssey. Well, not Munch's Odyssey, but like the first two Oddworld games that released on the PlayStation, you know, it's more similar to those styles as opposed to, say, offshoots. Let's say Munch's Odyssey or like, uh, oh, God, what was that one? Oh, like... Uh, Stranger's Wrath, I want to say. Mm. That offshoot. That first-person shooter offshoot that was set in the Odd World universe. <laughs> but, anyway, like I was saying, the game looks fine. The gameplay itself, the story kind of looks interesting as well. So, 
Yeah. It's one of those games where I want to just stand away and watch as this game goes on. I want to see more, and if it's if it ends up being a fantastic game, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Where it's like, like I said, I'm, I'm intrigued by what I've seen so far, but it's like definitely one of those games where I'm going to wait and see what, what they say about it. But uh, moving on here, we had the Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach was announced. Um, play, take a place at a new uh, location. Um, this will be, uh, you know, obviously be available on PS5. I have never been a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's. Never played one before, but uh, is this doing anything for Freddy Gables? To be perfectly honest with you, it didn't stir any type of things. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, Five Nights at Freddy's. Not interested. Next. Yeah. yeah That's I, pretty I, much what happened with me. Yeah, pretty much the same way. I, I figured it out about 30 seconds in. I'm like, okay, like this looks like a Five Nights at Freddy game because I, I know a little bit about it, but I'm not like in my thing. But I figured it out. Quickly that it was what it was, and I was just like, I don't care. But um, moving on to uh, Demon Souls, we had a bunch. We actually had some g- gameplay from this one shown. Um, I, I thought it was kind of cool how at the end he actually died. You, you get the you died screen, which was pretty cool. I've never seen. I don't think there's ever been a game before that's shown you dying before. Um, but um, I don't know. What did you think, Gables, when we saw this? Demon Souls. How Blue Point Games has actually went through and remastered that game, it looks fantastic. Honestly, I'm not sure if you went through and saw the uh, initial trailer in terms of like how it looks like in like 4K and everything else. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked at Dude, that game, it looks awesome. It looks fantastic from what they did with it. From like the aspects of like exploring catacombs to fighting various bosses and stuff. Hell, I've played minimal of Demon Souls. I mean, I did play a little bit of it when I got it for free on PSN, like on the PS3 back in the day. Definitely the action, definitely the parts of the game that should be looking well and the, the frame rates that should be in place and stuff that looks good. Honestly, I hope this game releases close to launch of the PS5 because I feel people are going to really enjoy delving into this world. Because it's definitely the precursor of the Dark Souls games, and it's definitely looks like it's got some good improvements to it. Yeah, and this will be a launch game. So, oh wow, yeah. So um, next up, we had the uh, um, uh, Unreal Unreal Engine Four gameplay reveal of Fortnite. Um, it's it's Fortnite's coming to PS Five at launch. So. We already knew that. Yeah, so it's we, like... we figured it, but now it's whatever. But the uh, we had the kind of a, one of the more surprising things of the event is um, they announced the PlayStation Plus Collection, which is coming uh, to PS5 owners at launch. Uh, comes with and this it's it's kind of it's kind of like a Game Pass style thing where it's like it comes with God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter's World, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, uh, Uncharted 4. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, Last of Us, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, all those games will be coming to um, this the, the PlayStation 5 collection uh, on launch date for every, for uh, anybody that has a PS5 and also has PS Plus. Um, I think... Th- I, I I have all these games, or I've had the chance to play all these games, and you know, except we've had we, we you and I both had a PS4, pretty much right since launch. Um, but um, so we've played all these games, but I think for a lot of people, it was like this, this is pretty awesome. This is a good collection of games to start off with. If you buy a PS5, it's like you have a couple games, you have you know, you have a couple of new games to play at launch, but like. You look at this where it's like, this could be a cool little thing to hold you over for a while. What about, what about you, Gables? Here's what I think about it. This is exactly what Sony needed to do to convince people to go through and invest inside of a PlayStation 5 over an Xbox Series S or a Series X in terms of the whole combating Game Pass. This is a great incentive by Sony to go through and have some of the strongest first-party games from the PS4 available day one on PlayStation 5. And this is more or less aimed towards the people that have either not played a lot of games on the PS4 or didn't even bother investing inside of it. As for the average gamer, like, say, you or I, Tyler, we've played most of these games. And honestly, this is a great call, you know, in terms of, like, say, digital backups, in terms of, like, 
initial games that we probably didn't have a chance to get to. Because, <laughs> hell, there's been so many games we've gone through this past generation that it's we can't actually recall a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do find it interesting that there are some different third-party games that are, are front and center. Like, EA had, like, Battlefield 1. I mean, that was kind of surprising, that. But uh, Capcom Resident Evil 7, I mean, yeah, it was part of the greatest hits. I'm surprised not to see uh, any, like, Metal Gear Solid, you know? I would have think it would be a great idea to have the, uh, like, the the great edition of Metal Gear Solid 5, you know, like, the whole complete thing as an initiative as well. But give or take, you know, regardless, those are some very solid first-party games that you're going to be offering. The only thing that was really missing from it is maybe, like, what, Horizon Zero Dawn, but even oh, still... Right. that's not in there, yeah. Dude, you have God of War, you've got freaking, obviously, like, Infamous Second Son, you got Persona 5, I mean, hell, even, like, Detroit Become Human and stuff, and it's like, there are so many good first-party games that are inside of this whole PlayStation Plus stuff, that that's going to be worth the initial thing at launch, because, here's the thing, if you're going to spend four, if you're going to spend, like, four or five hundred dollars on a console... You need the games in order to play it. And if you don't have the PS4 backlog or, you know, the games in the last generation, this is going to ease that transition from new people inside this PlayStation ecosystem or, you know, somebody to skip the generation. This is going to be an instant game collection, and that's going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. Well, you look at, like, what, 112 people on a PS4 right now. 112 million people, I'm sorry, uh, PS4 yeah. sold generation and i don't think any ps4 game has uh, first part exclusive has sold over 20 million so there's a good chunk of people that are going to play a lot of these games on here so I, I think i mean i'm not trying to be a sony pony here like i i'm definitely like we are definitely more of a sony nintendo first uh uh gamers but we we we, we, we just raved about battletoads last month it's just more of just been a lack of big Xbox games coming out this generation more than anything. That's very true. Um, That's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, but you look at like I would argue that the you know like Xbox has a huge collection of cool games on Game Pass, and I love very Game true. Pass. But you look at the peak of these games that are on. You look at every game on this collection of PlayStation Plus. Where it's like these are better than almost every every probably every game that's on the Game Pass. Uh, right now, Game Pass Ultimate. Right now, like pretty it's much all inconsistency. Yes, with yeah. What it's is initially so... for the PlayStation Plus stuff as a comparison to some of the best games, first party games that are on the Game Pass. I'd agree with you. Yeah, well, it's like what? How many? Let me look at this real fast. Let's back up. Yeah, got... look what the look what the Game Pass has for like first party content. I mean, you got Gears of War four and five, which are on there, obviously, and then you have the Master Chief Collection, Halo Five Guardians. Um, I want to say the, yeah. you have like Super Lucky's Tale or something like that on there yeah. as well. But it's like Halo the, Wars Two. Yeah, I mean you have like what they have the Halo games. Uh, really, like the the first three Halos are the big ones. You know, in the Gears of War trilogy, Rizzo, like the first three Gears of War are the big ones. The rest of it is like it's like I've always said about Game Pass. I love it, but it's like a thing where it's just like it's swimming in sevens, and like that's where it is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's where it is. For like what's come to it lately. Um, it's because a lack of really big Xbox exclusives, um, and I, I would argue that I think there's like 20 games coming at launch for this PlayStation Plus collection, and if you were to make it to rank, make a top 25 list combining Game Passes together, 14 or 15 of those game those PlayStation Plus games would be in that top 25 for sure. Um, it just it totally outclasses what Game Pass is going for, and like they came out and they said this is not their answer to game pass. And I don't argue. I like, I, I would love if like they started doing like the game pass thing where they just started putting their first party titles on there, but I totally get why they wouldn't. And it would be totally dumb of them to put, you know, I mean, they got th PlayStation now. Honestly. Yeah. But I mean, if so they, if, like... I'm, what I mean by that is like, if they decided like, Oh yeah, we're going to put, um, miles Morales on day one on PlayStation plus collections. Oh my like, God. That would love that. But that'd be totally stupid of them to do it. It's like, because they don't have to do that. And it's like, I would save so much money doing that. I love it. I mean, I, but I don't blame them for not doing it. When you look at how well their games, like they regularly have two, three games come out every year that sell over 10 million copies. It's like, so it'd be 
really done with like why get rid of that money. So I don't blame him, but it's it's a really good uh, coming out. And that's just this generation. When you look at like we're making an argument for for Game Pass for like the first party games that are on Game Pass, and that's three generations of games. Where we're just right. looking at PlayStation Four games. It's like yeah. So yeah. So it's it's crazy. Uh, and then uh, next up, we finally had a release date and uh, prices for the consoles. So it comes on November twelfth, in uh, I think twelve territories, November nineteenth, everywhere else, mostly Europe. It sounds like. Um, and here in the U.S., it's gonna be four hundred dollars for the digital edition, five hundred dollars for the uh, the uh, disc version. So, uh, Gables, what do you think of the uh, release date and price for these bad boys? I'm not surprised that the release date is very close to when Xbox is going to be releasing Series S and Series X. That in of itself. I'm also not surprised because you and I pretty much knew from the starting that they're probably going to go that four or $500 model. Mm. I mean, I was debating in my head because of how low the Series S was for like uh, Xbox that they would try to maybe work something with the digital version. But no, they stuck firm with the $400 price point for that system. I feel the pricing is fair in that regards, but uh, I also feel like that the people that are going to be going and investing inside this console are just going to be going after the digital version. I really feel like the best sales are going to go with the digital version because even with like declining things for physical stuff, I feel from what I've heard from other gamers and what I've heard from like other friends and stuff, it's like they want... They mostly buy digital anyway, and so it's like they're going to probably save the 100 stuff to do that. But personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I'm probably not going to invest inside of the PS5 at launch because everyone and their mother are going to be going forth with that this holiday season. And quite honestly, I got good reason to stick with the PS4 for the next year or two. Yeah, well, you just bought the PS4 Pro, so... Well, I did uh, buy the PS4 Pro, but then... there are actually, there's actually more things that... Uh, to look forward to on the PS4, but yeah. uh, we'll talk about that after we're done with this one. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 we, we talked about this last week, and I feel like it wasn't... I think a lot of people were like... After the $300 price point for Xbox Series S came out, I was like, that kind of, I think, solidified the fact that it's going to be 400 500 for these consoles. Um, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, I went to this expecting the $500 would be, would be the price point for the disc version. Um you know, it's kind of like almost like a relief. Like, okay, it is five hundred dollars. Like, people were like, "Well, they can easily sell us for five fifty or six hundred if they wanted to." And I was like, you start to build that argument. And it's like, oh man, they could. But I really to put hope perspective, they don't. To put into perspective, I bought. I remember buying in like was it, what two thousand eight a PlayStation three that was a Metal Gear Solid four bundle for like five hundred dollars back in the day, and that mm-hmm. was definitely every bit as worth as it was because I loved that game and that system did hold me over for quite a bit. Yeah. But you're looking at a better deal right now in terms of spending $500 or even $400 for a PS5 and all of a sudden have an automatic PS4 backlog if you don't own those games and stuff on top of whatever it is that will be backwards compatible from what you bought digitally on the PS4. So it's even more of a better deal than, say, back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, I yeah. Good, good price point. I think it really does create the argument of like, it. I mean, even though yeah, it's, it's the four hundred dollar edition is higher than the the Series S. Um, you know, you look at like the the PS five digital edition is just as powerful as the disc version, where the Series S is just a lower end model. Uh, so it does. Kind of, I think in a lot of sense, it does. From a price point, doesn't even out. No, but in of an argument standpoint, it it it, it makes it a lot more even, and it kind of negates almost the S. Um, but uh, moving on to the final announcement, the one more thing that we had, Cables, God of War Ragnarok was teased. It's coming. It's coming twenty twenty one. No gameplay, just the just the logo. Uh, Ragnarok is coming. Uh, they teased that at the. That was kind of the, the, the way the first one ended. Where it's like Ragnarok is like that's the game. That's the thing they teased all throughout the first game, and the way it ended is like okay, it's coming. Um, but what did you think, Cables, when you saw this? I'm very surprised that it's coming this soon. Honestly, if we have it somewhere, we're going to have God of War and Horizon 2 in the same year. That's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I was hoping for... This is the thing I wanted. It's. It, I mean, everybody knew God of War 2 was happening, or Ragnarok, whatever. Well, like, yeah, of course. They built towards it. We knew it was happening, but it's, it's so exciting. It's a relief. 
it's like, okay, God, okay, it's here, it's coming. You know, even though like you're 99% positive, like I said, like you, I started people talk about the $600 option for PS5. It's like, oh shit, you start building argument in your head. It's like, what if they don't make a God of War Ragnarok um, kind of thing where it's like, I don't believe this is coming in 2021. This has got to get delayed for sure. I hope it doesn't because this is like <laughs> the most anticipated I've been for a sequel maybe in my entire life. Uh, in all honesty, we're like, uh, you know, sometimes you get caught in the moment like, oh, I'm so, I, I would, I want nothing more than a sequel for this game. I want nothing more of, of but this game. But it's like, in all honesty, God of War, maybe the, my favorite game of all time, the 2018 uh, yeah, edition. Uh, shocking to hear it's, it's planned to be 2021. Um, but yeah, I'm so fucking pumped for this goddamn game. Cannot wait to hear more from this game. Probably hear it sometime next year. Um, but yeah, that was the final big announcement. Gills, what did you think overall in a vacuum looking at this uh, showcase? What did you think? Very strong. Definitely was very strong and it addressed what we definitely wanted to know in regards to not only what games are going to be releasing down the pipeline, but it set a concrete date of when this console is going to release, what the prizes are going to be, and definitely the teases of things to come. Hell, the God of War Ragnarok stuff, that's enough incentive for anybody to say, hey, during the next year, it's not going to be a long console drought. They're going to hit the ground running. That's pretty much what it told me in that retire conference. So, yeah, definitely a solid 9 out of 10 to me. Okay, cool. I I can't wait for this one. Very confused because, like, when we got the Miles Morales trailer where it said holiday, I'm like, okay, what, what the fuck does that mean? Is this maybe not coming launch? Demon Souls ended. No date, timeline, anything like that. And then it was just, I don't know, it's just a very weird rotation. I can't wait for it. It's like, it's funny because Jim Ryan at the end is like, now that you know everything, it's like, well, no, we don't know everything. What's come like? What are like? When's pre-orders coming up? When's uh? What's <laughs> what's coming out? Launch everything like didn't have a date or had a year at best. Um. But overall, from like just looking at this game by game, like this was fantastic. Once again, like they, uh, I think blew Xbox out of the water with their um with what they're doing and showing. Like I said, maybe if like Xbox had any actual presentation, it would help them more. But they didn't. Um. You know, maybe they should have. I don't know, but like, look at like what they have coming. What's exclusive? Even if it's only a year exclusive, it's like I mean, there are there, like they came over from what we talked about. That it's like PlayStation is coming to this generation with with all the chips in their hand. All they gotta do is just not fuck it up, and yep. they didn't fuck it up. And not only did they not fuck it up, they came out and they just fucking they're just running laps right now. It's all they're doing is running laps, and you know, like the biggest thing they could do is, is fuck this up as not have anything at launch and then also come up more expensive. That was like the two big things. And it's like, not only are they have more things at launch, they have a lot of shit coming at launch, but they also, um, are coming out on par price point wise with the Xbox, uh, which I think was probably the most important thing. Um, but yeah, it, they, they killed it to me. They did a fantastic job, but we had a weird thing where like the news afterwards was really weird where it's like, like I said, we didn't know a lot what was going on? Like, okay, what's the, uh, like what's, when's the pre-orders coming up? What are the, like one of these games, what's coming out with this stuff? And then like Jeff Keighley of all people, like I was like refreshing Twitter, like a fucking madman during this whole thing, like, especially afterwards. I'm like, okay. When, like once more details coming out. Uh, and that's always the case that these presentations, like switch had it, PS4 had it, Xbox one had it. I was like, all right, the, where's the bad news coming? What's like, what's the more detailed shit that they don't show off? Every presentation has this in general, but especially consoles. Um, and it's like, okay, Twiff Geely's like, I heard that pre- uh, pre-orders are going, out, going live sometime tomorrow, but I've also heard pre-orders are going live sometime, some places later today. And then PlayStation's like, no, 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 no. They're coming out. The pre-orders go live tomorrow. It's like, okay, but what time tomorrow? And then it's like, Demon's Souls is a launch game. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man with Miles Morales is a launch game. Sackboy is a launch game. It's like, why wouldn't you tell us this at this presentation? Like, what the <laughs> exactly? Fuck? It was so they weird. They didn't give it concrete. They just said holiday 2020. Yeah, and it's just like Demon Souls didn't even have like anything. It just ended. Um, it was so fucking weird and wild. Um, but then we like started more details started coming out. Like, and then pre-orders just started going live. Like uh, within a couple hours of the presentation being over. Um, I think uh, I want to say Walmart was first, and then like GameStop went live. So a little fun fact here for you, Gables. Uh, I have a PS5 pre-ordered. 
Oh, you actually got one period. Hey. Yes. Uh, I, um, I got very lucky where, um, I was just, I was listening to like a, a Twitch stream and they're like talking about like, like their thoughts on the presentation, but also like, they're like doing like love, uh, like this is like a couple hours at the event and they're doing like live updates, like, like talking about shit as things are coming out. And it was just, I think I'm so refreshing. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, okay, well, it sounds like pre-orders aren't happening. All right, well, I'm just going to hop in the shower, blah, blah, blah. Hop in the shower. I'm in the shower, halfway through the shower. Uh, and then people are like, the, the, one of them says like, I guess GameStop is doing uh, pre-orders right now. And I'm like, what? So I'm like <laughs> midway through cleaning the balls. I'm like, fuck, I got the... Oh, <laughs> I <don't like> <laughs> I'm in the gooch deep, you know? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm like getting clean off, getting everything done, get out of the shower, immediately call GameStop. I'm like, hey, uh, are you guys doing pre-orders right now for, for PS5? He's like, yeah, we... And the lady answers, yeah, we are, but it's extremely limited. You got to do it in person. I'm like, I'm on my way. Immediately got dressed. <laughs> Flew like a madman. Luckily, I, I live less than 10 minutes away from GameStop. Drove like a fucking madman, 10, 15 over the entire goddamn way. Got there. But I, uh, I get there, and there are two of the physical editions left, one digital, one left. And uh, I get up there, and I, I, uh, it was cool as I have, I have a, uh, Courtney and I both uh, Extra Life masks to wear in public. And the guy there actually recognized my Extra Life mask, which is pretty cool. And, Show my tattoo. That was pretty badass. Well, I went there first time in like the wild. Someone's actually rec- recognized extra life. But uh, anyways, um, so I um, uh, I get I get I'm like fuck it. I'll just get I'm, my plan was like if I just get one, I'll be happy. Uh, but then like but I obviously want the I want the physical one over the digital one, even though I'm mostly digital. So I got that one right pre-ordered. Uh, it was like kind of crazy. Like I got there and I I was I was asking the lady when I, like when I first walked out like. They literally just had a person, a lady standing by the front of the door, answering the phone and greeting customers. PS5? All right, going up. PS5? Sold out. Like, that was her job. Answering phones, telling people we're sold out, whatever. And then uh, and people greeting people at the door, we're sold out. Kind of shit. And I get up there, get one pre-ordered. And literally, like, 10 seconds after I get up there, two people, two guys walk in. They, they pre-ordered each, each of the last ones. Um, oh. And I asked the lady, I'm like, when did, you, when did your pre-orders go live? And I got there at, like, Five between five thirty and five forty, and Central Time, and she's like, it's like about five o'clock, and like I guess like she's like, and they weren't even like notified that it was happening. They just got a call from like the GM or whatever, and it's like they're going pre-orders are up. Go ahead and start selling pre-orders. And I guess that was like uh, the, on the from the top of the chain on downward, like for like most places where it's like, all right, go ahead and start selling the pre-orders. It was just like kind of a crazy thing that was going on with that, where it's like. No one was really prepared to do pre-orders, but it was just like one person, Walmart went or some, I don't know if it was Walmart that went, but they were the first big one to go. And there was just like a, a start of this chain reaction of like, all right, fucking put the pre-orders up. And, um, it was crazy. Like I got when I was going to leave, like, I don't know, probably, I was probably there five minutes and at least a dozen people walked in trying to order pre-order a PS5 and they were gone. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty nuts. I was just like, I was like pretending like I didn't get one. I'm like, yeah, man. That sucks. People were like pissed, and I'm like, but like one guy walked in. He's like, um, the pre-order one, and as as uh, another guy was walking out, he's like, I just pre-ordered one as I was in the store at Walmart.com or whatever. I think it was Walmart, Target or Walmart, one of those two. And he's like, okay. And the best people were walking in. I'm like, Walmart.com, 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 or whatever. You know, just tell him to go there. And I was just like, one guy was like, he was fuming mad. And I'm just like, yeah, man, that sucks, dude. I just got here and they were sold out too. Like, I didn't want them to know that I, I oh, was, of course, yeah, because I, you know, got the second to, or third to last one. And um, not gonna not gonna lie, I would definitely not say a thing, and I would just be going to my vehicle all calm yeah. and yeah. not bring any attention to myself. Yep, I was just like, <laughs> and nothing like I don't know why, but I was just like, I didn't want to like create, I just didn't want to create drama or shitstorm or anything like that. So I was just like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting one, and then I also had like uh, a couple games pre-ordered there. I had uh, what was it, Avengers and Crash Bandicoot and something else. I don't even remember having it pre-ordered, and I just canceled those pre-orders. I pre-ordered Sackboy, Miles Morales, and then I put the rest towards uh, uh, the PlayStation Five and got that all paid off and ready to go. So wow, um, I'm all ready to go on November 12th. I'm excited for it. Um, but the uh, weird thing, Gables, about this whole thing is like. On top of that, like all the news, but it's like the price points are kind of in a weird flux where it's like we've talked about in the past about how games are probably go, like might be going up 10 bucks. And we some see people are just like, no, we're sticking with 60. And we've seen some people could just they're going to go up to 70. Uh, so 
this is a list of the PS5 launch games from the PlayStation. This is like their first party games they're launching with. Um, so Astro's Playroom is going to be the uh, pre-installed game on PS5. Demon Souls is going to be 70. Destruction's All-Stars is going to be 70. Uh, Miles Morales, the, the regular version, the base version is 50. But if you want the Ultimate Edition that comes with the remastered uh, original Spider-Man, it's going to be 70. And then Sackboy, A Big Adventure, will be uh, 60. So kind of a weird thing where you think about where it's like um, Sackboy wasn't even at the event. Destruction all Star wasn't at the event. Astro's Playroom wasn't at the event. And on top of that, we didn't get release dates or like, like hey, these games are coming to you at launch at all for any of these games. And then like uh, also uh, Demon Soul or not, I'm sorry, Destruction All-Stars, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales and uh, um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and uh, there's one other one that are going to be like first-person exclusive games are also coming to PS4. So Yes, they are. Kind of a Which we- is part of the reason, which is kind of the reason why I really don't have to invest inside of a PS5 right out of the gate because I got three reasons now to keep the PS4 Pro, obviously. I mean, I was going to anyway because I bought it this past February, but I'm still saying I got three reasons. Spider-Man Miles Morales, Sackboy's Big Adventure, and Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah. Horizon 2, actually. Yeah. And I like I think that's awesome, and I totally get that. Not gonna knock anybody out, but it's kind of a weird thing when like, they talk about believing in generations and they do all this. But uh, I don't like when I came when the news came out. I'm like, okay, that's cool because like I was like the big thing I wanted was to play Miles like the was Miles Morales Sackboy. Like I like I said, I pre-ordered Sackboy. I'm actually like, I really look forward to that game. It looked really cool. They announced it earlier in the year, um, and then like oh my god, cool! Like all the big games except for Ratchet would be the one I miss out on. But it's just like. I want one at launch, but I'm not going to be upset if I don't get one at launch. But the the only reason I've talked about this for a long time now is like, I'm not going to buy My whole point was like, I'm not going to buy a series X or S at launch because it's just like, I mean, there's no point because of like all the first party games are coming to both, both generations for the first year or so. And uh, I know it's kind of a hypocritical for me to say I'm buying a PS five anyways, but it's like, I look at those games coming at launch. Honestly, like the, like the big thing for me is like, I am mostly I mostly play on PS4, but I'm also like I've talked about for the last couple of years now, where the goddamn PS4 Pro sounds like a goddamn jet engine. So it's like to finally be able to play games and not have to hear a jet taking off in my living room every time I play games, um, <laughs> or like the fact that like, like multiple times now the the PS4 has been so Pro has been so loud that it's literally woken up my girlfriend while she's sleeping. Uh, because it was like it's so fucking loud. She's like, "What the hell is that noise?" I'm like, and I have my headphones on. I'm like, I didn't even realize how loud it was. I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's a that's a PS4." And then you know, it's it's just in, like I, I want you know I wanted to have one at launch, and I got one at launch. That like like I said, if I I was gonna try to get one at launch, but if I didn't get it, I wasn't gonna be upset about it. But it's like, and then also the fact Ratchet and Clank is like I'm really looking forward to the sequel to that, and that's gonna be a uh, Demon Souls and PS and uh, Ratchet and Clank. Are the two big like PS5 exclusives right now for the at least for the, the future for the next uh, little while? So um, I'm not not planning on getting um, Demon Souls, but Ratchet is definitely one I might get. But uh, no, I but I get it. There's like I said earlier, there's 112 plus uh, million PS4s out there in the in the wild. So it's stupid for them not to release some of these games out there as well. Um, but I don't know, Gables. What do you think about the uh, price increase on some of these games? All right, in terms of the price increase, honestly, we were expecting for prices to increase upon the next generation. Hell, they've been aiming towards that for the past couple months. I still don't like it. I still hate the fact of uh, paying anything over $60. That's just me. But at the same time, I really kind of feel that, uh, like, Sony in general kind of botched a lot of the pre-order stuff initially for the PS5. I mean, hell, there were even, like, Things where people were getting their emails or something like that from, uh, we're not even getting their emails and stuff from Sony because some of them were trying to pre-order through like Sony directly and stuff and giving them access to do this and doing that. But uh, all those people that were gonna get like the first chance to do a pre-order for the PS5, all of a sudden are not the first ones as Walmart initially did their pre-order stuff and then other retailers followed suit. Then GameStop obviously. So that really was a little bit of a mess of things that happened. Another thing I kind of felt like that was kind of a misstep is uh, Sony can pull a complete 180 in terms of them stating that, you know, they're not 
really much going towards uh, keeping up with, say, like the PS4 after this year ends, and all of a sudden you have three games that were going to be predominant PS5 exclusives being not only PS4 games, but it's just the fact that, uh, well, at the same time, I was really humbly invested. It's like, okay, Ghost of Tsushima, that was going to be the last exclusive that I was going to buy on the PS4. But, well, I guess not, because three more exclusives are going to be coming for this system. So that in and of itself I thought was kind of uh, odd Mm -hmm. that they would go that direction again. But, well, not again, but just go with that direction in general as I felt like they were just done with the PS4 in terms of their game-making stuff. Yeah. But that's honestly a reiteration, like I was saying. It's like, the game increases I really don't like, but at the same time, I understand them. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not super upset about it. It's $10, not a huge... Like, we're not getting hurt as bad as, like, Europe, where it's, like, a huge increase uh, like for them. $90? Yeah, I think it's, like, it's like 80 euro, but it's, like, a, about a, like, it's like a $15 price increase, $20 increase oh, for some of their games. Uh, Australia, I think, is getting hurt. Like, we are definitely getting it the best of anybody. But, oh, um, shit. Yeah, well, it's, like, uh, it's, like, we talk about, it's, like, games have been that price since 2005. It's 15 years later. Okay, that's fine. Games have definitely gone up as far as making them go. So I'm not. It was a sixty dollar price hike for like the past couple generations. Yeah. You know, it was fifty before. Then it was like a nonchalant back in the day. It was pretty much dependent upon what type of megabyte size or what type of cartridge size or what type of disc content or something. Where it was anywhere between the forty dollar mark to eighty dollars, depending upon what some games. God, I could think of good examples any like old carts back in the day for the nes or super nintendo that have any type of like major at that time storage system stuff say like earthbound for example i think it was 80 dollars at that time mm-hmm. because it had it packed in its man it's like player's guide with the game itself but uh yeah that's just a one of many examples of games back in the day being priced around that time yeah so i it, it mean it's 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 been worse um you know, and it's like, like I said, it's like, it's, I mean, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. It's like, it's definitely like, I'm definitely going to be, like I said, I'm going to be smarter about what I buy. And I've been smarter, I think, this year for the most part, where like what I buy, um, especially at launch, where it's like a bit more picky and choosy about what I want and make sure I actually want those games. Where it's like, like, I look at like last year, I bought like Anthem, Rage 2, um, oh. and a few other games where I bought them at launch and it's like, our day's gone, where it's like, I put a few hours into them. I was like, I realized I don't like these games. So it's like, I'm definitely going to be a lot more. I I think in the last year and a half, I've been a lot more pickier about what I, what I buy at launch um, and being smarter about my purchases and waiting for sales or, um, you know, like knowing this is a game I'm going to get into. I think that's going to be more of the same where it's like even more so now I'm going to have to be smart. And I also think it helps with like PlayStation has been decent this generation, this, this current generation with like ration clink one. they, they put out for 40 bucks. Like we've seen them be good about like, they're not going to uh, gouge us on these games. Like, like, uh, like Nintendo does with this. Like we, we, we were kind of complaining about earlier with uh, the Mario collection, you know, it's like stuff like that. Like Mar- miles Morales, if you want the base version, it's 50 bucks. If you want right. uh, sack boy, 60 bucks. It's like, if you want the new, new games, they're getting the big games they are going to be 70. But if you want those, if you want, these games are a little smaller, they're going to be a little cheaper. And that, that helps, especially with that, where it's like they're not going to like, yeah, we know we can sell them for you for seventy, but we're not going to make them seventy. You know, it's like we're not going to have like, they don't, we know we don't have like Sackboy might be like the the knack of this generation, but they're not going to like gouge us full price, even though it's still sixty bucks. They're not going to make it seventy like they probably could. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I, it's easier. It's it's an easier pill to swallow when it comes to that standpoint. Uh, and I'm curious what like you know what other people are going to do this gener- what after this year and then even what Xbox is with what their plan is uh, when when they're when they start releasing first party titles like we don't even know yet what they're going to do with their uh, with their games but um yeah, right I don't right know. so I mean it was going this generation what I mean how how you feeling right at this moment very unsure of this current generation I know PlayStation is getting a strong start. Microsoft, who knows what the hell they're going to be at a year away from this time, but uh, I'm seeing the Switch is going to be hitting another strong point towards the end of the year, plus maybe the beginning of next year. And Sony has definitely looked like it's following suit 
but anything can happen from now up until next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely cool when you look at, like, usually you look at, like, Nintendo's always doing their own thing, for better or for worse, and then it's, like, Xbox and PlayStation have, like, been competing, doing the same thing, where it's, like, we're going to this generation, and they're each, like, PlayStation's going, like, continuing on with, like, generation, like, that's your selling point, and they're, like, they have a good reason for it, like, because they've done better than anybody this generation, the last decade, and, you know, Xbox is, like, they're selling their services, like, Game Pass, stuff like that, and... It's definitely been like a good positive turn for them after they've had a rough start the last, you know, this gen- beginning of this generation. And then Nintendo is doing their own thing with the Switch and it's going extremely well. So it's great, like, going into this generation, like, where all three are doing really well. And they're and for what they're trying to do, are all doing really, really well. It's like they're all succeeding in their own way. I mean, you can argue Nintendo is probably doing the best, PlayStation's not too far off from them, and then Xbox is. Not doing as well, but still, like they're coming back, uh, which I need to do. And I think, I'm I, like I said, I'm like, we've said like I think, obviously PlayStation I think so far is doing better than Xbox, like from what they're showing us. But like, I am all aboard of what Xbox is doing. I've I've hyped up the last three four years about they are the best, the most consumer friendly of the three, uh, and I will continue to support that, and I will support them for what they do. Um, and I hope that you know here soon. Maybe we get some more news announcements from them, with and uh, with some more first-party games that will like make give me a reason to buy an Xbox Series X because that's all I want. That's all I'm looking for is a reason to buy one. But uh, anything you want to say before we we get out of here? Honestly, no. I think I've said enough. All right, cool. Well, Gables, I think that's like I said, it's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, right. It's kind of a weird thing we're doing this week, guys, where we. Uh, we were breaking this episode into two parts, but the second half of this episode is going up before the first half. So um, it's going to be kind of weird. We're going to like talk about things we're going to talk about in the future, but we already, you've already heard about them before we talked about them. It's a weird thing. Uh, so we apologize for that. We did not plan this well. Um, or we didn't think we'd go this long. But um, yeah, so check us back out here in a few few days. We're going to come back with uh, our second half of this podcast talking about Mario All-Stars Collection, the NPDs, Nintendo Direct stuff, and then uh, all, Gable's weird thumb injury that he did. Uh, that's <laughs> going to be fun. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I was host. I was Tyler. And this has been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have fun. Get some good rest. Most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.